Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. You ready to talk about people-pleasing today? Ooh, this is one of my favorite topics because I am a recovering people-pleaser. That's right. I am. I could. I always say that I could have won a gold medal for people-pleasing. <laughs> I mean, I just... I, there was a time when I prided myself on being able to get anyone to like me. Now, whether they did get to like me or not, I don't know, but I just remember being so determined to make sure that I could make anyone like me. And that becomes ridiculously exhausting, completely draining. And so today, I want to share with you a little more insight on people-pleasing. I believe there are three reasons why we do it and how to work on stopping those. So first off, I just have to quote Miss Brooke Castillo because this quote truly helped shape my perspective on people-pleasing and it really helped me quit. She says, people-pleasing is lying. And it is. It truly is. People-pleasing is lying. Because when we are people-pleasing, you're not being authentic. We are throwing away our own personal, authentic, truthful views. And instead... We're trying to behave in a way or give lip service in a way to somebody else, to what we think somebody else believes. We're going along inauthentically, denying ourselves in order to try to earn somebody else's approval, right? We say yes when we really mean no. And we don't stick up for those things we believe in. So people-pleasing is indeed lying. We're putting on a false persona. My favorite personal quote of mine. (laughs) Can I quote myself here? Okay, I'm going to do it. Um, My favorite is people-pleasing is manipulation in drag. Right? Because people-pleasing, it looks really nice on the outside. It's got a nice name. It looks really kind because usually people-pleasing, um, we're, we're not being mean to people. You, you know, manipulation is usually a very negative-sounding word, and it usually harms another person. But with people-pleasing, it looks really nice. We're wanting people to feel good. But it's still manipulation. It's just dressed up to look much nicer. When we're people-pleasing, we want 
people to like us. And what I want to start with today is to remind you that that is a normal, natural, unavoidable, perfectly fine human tendency. We want people to like us. If you didn't want anyone to like you, something might be wrong with you. (laughs) So the problem comes in when you start running your life, basing your decisions on what you think other people are going to like. And you start denying parts of who you are in order to try to earn validation from another person. And when it becomes a pattern, that's when we call it people-pleasing. So remember that to a certain extent, trying to people-please, wanting people to like us is normal and human. But when we start having a pattern of doing this on the regular and it becomes a thing where we are denying our authentic views, our authentic self in order to um, manipulate somebody into liking us, it is absolutely a problem because it's a problem for us. It hurts us. It hurts you when you people please because it takes down your confidence and starts reinforcing this false belief that you have to be someone you're not in order to be liked and that a fake version of you is more likable than an authentic version of you. So that's the first thing it enforces. And the second is it harms the other person because the other person never really gets to know the true you. And they have this false, uh, false belief about who you are. They've been lied to. You've been lying to them. And there are other people that might perfectly celebrate and enjoy you and all of your authenticity. And those people are missing out because you haven't even shown the real, true, authentic you. So the three reasons that we people please are first, other people's approval gives you value or worth. You're believing that other people's approval gives you value or worth. The second is physical safety. You've maybe taken on this pattern of people pleasing because you have a fear that you will be physically unsafe if people don't like you, if you don't please them. And the third is it's easy. Our brains are always looking to make everything as easy as possible. And it is easier to do something yourself and inconvenience yourself than have to go through the inconvenience of maybe discussing it with another person, right? There's there's always that 50-50, your inconvenience versus the other person's inconvenience. So we're going to dive into each of these three. So if you're confused on any of them, don't worry. (laughs) So let's start with value or worth. One of the things that really keeps us in this loop of believing that other people's approval gives us value or worth 
is we start by thinking that it's our responsibility to make other people happy. We think that we need other people to be happy, and that is what gives us um, a sort of lovability. People will like us better if they're happy around us. And the way this hurts you is because you have a belief of this zero-sum equation. So a zero-sum equation is when, um, if you think of a pie, for my math people, you can think of a pie chart. (laughs) For my food people, you can think of an actual pie. That's what I want to think of. Okay, so you believe that the whole pie is the amount of happiness that can be had by everyone, right? There's a whole pie. And if you take a slice of pie, now that's less happiness to be had by everyone. So if you were to take a very large slice of pie, That's even less happiness that the other person can have. And so the area where you end up fucking yourself over here is when you start believing, okay, well, it's morally correct or it's nice of me then to not pursue my own happiness or my own joy because if each amount each slice of pie of happiness that I have means less for other people. So that's a zero-sum equation when it all has to add up um, to make a whole. If you want to Google that, you can. But (laughs) I just don't want to get all mathematical on here. Um, But it's not possible, my friend, first of all, to make everyone happy. It's just not possible. Everyone is supposed to have good days and bad days. We are supposed to have up and down. It's part of the 50-50 of life. And can you imagine a world where there was absolutely no pain ever? We'd have no contrast. We'd have no opportunity to really appreciate the good without the bad. And it doesn't make you any more morally correct either for sacrificing your own happiness for the happiness of somebody else. And in fact, I would suggest to you that it's not a zero-sum equation. It's not pi. Happiness is not pi. (laughs) In fact, the more happy you are, the more you raise the vibration, the more you raise and elevate the mood of those around you. So when you are happier, when you are living more authentically, more truthfully, less people-pleasing, you also increase the amount of happiness around you. Your joy is contagious. You're not taking away from somebody else's happiness. 
by respecting your own. All right, the second reason, physical safety. This is a big one. And I was coaching someone a few months ago on this and they were, um, she was telling me, yeah, I, I have a reaction in my body of fear because I feel very unsafe if somebody doesn't like me. And I reminded her, you know, we kind of talked about where does that come from? Where do you think it comes from? And it, it was definitely a childhood thing. And I think that's really common for us in the LGBTQIA plus community. A lot of us have trauma from our past where we weren't physically safe, maybe at home. We might have had a, a parent or, or both who did not respect us when we came out, who didn't love us when we came out. And so our brain really wants to go to that place of, look, it is not safe for me to be authentic. And I fully hear that and respect that. When I came out, I didn't think I would be allowed to stay at home. Now, thankfully I was, but before coming out, I had three places where I knew I could move to in case I was kicked out. I had a plan and a backup plan and a backup for my backup. And it makes me so sad that that's that's a common story within our community. But now as an adult, someone not liking you at work, in a relationship, you know, if there is an actual, like, let's be honest here, if there is an actual issue of physical safety, you got to get out of there ASAP and like get the police involved, right? There, there really should never be a situation we are in as an adult where really, honestly, truly, there is an issue of physical safety. If you don't people, please, right? And I'm going to venture to really, (laughs) I feel like this is very safe to say at least 90% of your people pleasing is not really about staying safe. Your brain tells you it's about staying safe. It feels safer. Recognize that your body feels safe, but it's because it's had this belief for a long time that it was unsafe to disappoint someone or go against them or believe something different than what the group believes. Of course, that felt unsafe at a time, and now our brain wants to continually find more evidence for it, even though when we step back logically, we see, okay, no, I'm really going to be totally fine. And so I like to recommend for my clients that you take your anxiety all the way to the furthest degree. Because most of the time, what you're doing is you're just living in this land of, I don't want to, 
allow myself to go there because I'm going to get overwhelmed and scared. And, you know, it could be, it could be so scary if, um, if they don't like me and what could happen. So if this is you and physical safety is a fear of yours, and that's why you're people pleasing, I want you to stop avoiding imagining the worst case scenario and instead on purpose, imagine it, let your brain go there. They don't like me. They might fire me. And then what? Well, you'd find another job. Right? Okay. If you didn't find another job, okay, then then what? You're late on your bills. Okay. And then what? You either get a job and eventually pay it off or... You don't. It takes even longer than you want it to. But you'd eventually figure it out. You're not going to die because your friend doesn't like you. Doesn't like your opinion, really. (laughs) You're not going to die because your friend doesn't like your opinion. You're not going to die because your boss didn't like the solution that you came up with or what you said in the meeting. You're going to be all right. So take your brain to the furthest degree of of where it's anxiously avoiding and make peace with that. And once you can find peace with the absolute worst case scenario, then come back. All right. Worst case scenario is probably not going to happen. Maybe best case scenario won't happen. So what will really happen, reality is going to land somewhere between the two. And if you can make peace with the worst, then you can absolutely survive anything in between. The third reason you people please is because your your brain tells you it's going to be easier if you just do it yourself. Right. And I had a client, we worked on this about, we're talking about convenience versus inconvenience. And he was finding that it was much easier to just do things himself than to have the uncomfortable conversation with a coworker. And what I pointed out and what I want you to take away from this is that convenience creates inconvenience and vice versa. This is really clear with procrastinating, right? When we procrastinate now, it creates convenience and ease for us in the moment. And then it creates long-term inconvenience later. When we do the uncomfortable thing now, we benefit from a lot more convenience later. And so I want to just give you that to think about and to remind your brain of in the moment when you're thinking, oh, this is going to be really difficult. It's so much easier if I just do it myself or if I just go along with the thing instead of being authentic and voicing my opinion. Yeah, it might be easier right now, but think of the giant headache you're creating for yourself later on. It's 
way worse than having a few moments of discomfort right now in favor of massive return tenfold later on the ease, joy, convenience that you're going to experience later. All right, so now that we know where people-pleasing comes from, I want to just wrap this up for you with some more help (laughs) to quit this darn awful habit. (laughs) So remember that our feelings come from our thoughts. Therefore, you cannot ever control how somebody else feels about you. Because the way that they feel about you comes from their own thoughts. And unless you've figured out mind control, my friend, you can't actually control how people feel about you. What you can control is how you feel about you. And each time you people please, you are telling yourself you're not worth it. You're not good enough. You don't matter. And that, my friend, is absolutely controllable. And you have full power over whether you follow through with that, follow through with the people-pleasing and reinforce those beliefs or contradict them. And so what are your thoughts about you and how do you want to work on changing those? Because no more, (laughs) no more of this people-pleasing All it's doing is reinforcing negative feelings and thoughts that you have about yourself. We know it. Every time we people please, we feel worse about ourselves. And if we can control our, we, if we can't control anyone else's thoughts and how they feel about us, at least can have control over the way you think and feel about yourself. At least take responsibility for that. And let's have you feel great about you. You can't control anyone else. Let them. Let them have their thoughts, let them have their opinions. And what I have found, the more that I have overcome people-pleasing, the more that I have shown up authentically, the more that I've been willing to be uncomfortable in that moment, let somebody maybe not like me, but I liked me, the easier it got to stop people-pleasing. And you know what? The more people actually did like me. Because I started aligning very naturally without even any without any effort on my part started aligning with people that really truly appreciate the authentic version of me the people that don't they started just sort of fading out of my life and that was okay and i have been way more purposeful about meeting and enjoying people for who they are authentically And so the more I am authentic, the more I allow the authenticity for other people around me. And you end up building an environment, your daily life becomes an environment where people-pleasing is no longer on your mind. 
yes, you're still sometimes going to want people to like you and feel bad when, when you think they don't. That's normal. But you're no longer focused on almost this, this living outside of yourself. Trying to constantly analyze yourself through somebody else's eyes and tweak and adjust your own behavior in order to manipulate, let's be honest, right? It is manipulating their view of you. Last thing, my friend. (laughs) If you ever catch yourself being mad at somebody (laughs) because they didn't like your opinion or didn't like your authenticity, I want you to remind yourself the problem isn't really them liking you or not. The problem is you're mad because they confirmed your insecure views about yourself. You didn't like yourself first, and then you decided that they didn't like you, or maybe they told you they didn't like you, and you got mad at them for agreeing. And I think it's so funny when we catch on to our brain like this. Like, our brain is already thinking, I don't like me. And then we get mad at the other person for agreeing. (laughs) When you work in the opposite direction and you start with you liking you, it doesn't hurt so much when other people don't like you because you're already there for yourself and you're willing to allow them not to like you. And it doesn't become personal because it doesn't feel like anything's actually wrong with you. It's way easier then to see and observe, oh, it's just their thoughts about me. That's okay. I'm just going to let them have their thoughts. It doesn't damage me because what really damages you is how you think about you. And each time you people please, you give more evidence to this snowball that who you are authentically is not enough. And this fake version that you're building to people, please, is better. And your brain wants to use that against you to say, look, here's more evidence. I suck. The fake me is better. And it's simply not true. So my friend, what's the solution? The solution is working on continually overcoming insecurity and building confidence. Go back to the three steps. Be willing to be uncomfortable. Say the authentic thing instead of people-pleasing. And then have your own back by loving you, enjoying you for who you are, and allowing other people to have their differing opinion. It's totally okay. All right, my friend. Let's get to it. Have an amazing week, and I'll see you on next week's episode. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you.